one morning I woke up, I went to see the sunrise outside in the balcony. I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I'm in connection with divine and they're showing me this pattern in images. And I was like blown away. I was like, oh my God. And then in that moment, I remember coming inside and by guidance, they're like, you've got to shift that energy and start to ask for what you really want and what you're ready for in this moment. And I love the specificity in which you shared the story, because I think often when we're receiving guidance from our higher self and our spirit team and everything, we attach an expectation to what will happen on the other side of it. Hello, beautiful souls. Today's episode is so, so good. And before we jump in, I have some exciting news to share. If you've ever wondered where you're blocking money, this is for you. I've created a free quiz to diagnose your money wounds so you can heal them and unblock yourself to receive more money. Just go to moneywoundsquiz.com and answer six quick questions to get your insanely accurate and potent results. And if you're loving my vibe and want to work one-on-one to call in more feminine energy wealth, I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on social media or go to emilywilcox.com to learn more. Welcome back to the M Makes Money show. I'm so excited. I have someone that I love so much joining me today, Daniela Arango, who is a spiritual mentor for powerful women and conscious leaders building a magical life and business based on their soul's guidance, using their divine gifts, and fully honoring their bodies. She uses energy healing, feminine leadership techniques, and divine channeling to help them reconnect with their inner guidance system and access the full potency of their spiritual abilities. And I can attest to that firsthand because I have been inside Daniela's programs. So Daniela, welcome (laughs) to the show. Oh my God. What a magical introduction. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So I'm really excited that you're here because you always have like such a unique take on everything. And it's one of the things that I love about you is that the words that come out of your mouth are so unique to you and not often expressed. And so there's just like a different vibe and a different perspective and it's so refreshing. So yeah. So I'm excited for you to bring like your cosmic brilliance to this conversation, but also for us to just be able to dive into like your own money story and the identity work that you've done around building wealth. Yeah. I love that. There is so much there for sure. And I want to say, I don't know why this is coming through. This is usually how things come through for me. Just like a thought, like a little linger of magic, like dust from the universe. And it's coming through that one of the biggest things about my identity, as you're saying, that I do bring a very different perspective and usually just take on that it's a bigger, broader perspective of understanding what is actually happening for everybody at individual point in their lives. It is so interesting because that has brought me to a journey of really trusting the uniqueness within me and is based basically the foundation of my teachings, which is bringing you back into that unique message that all of us have. Because I see that a lot of the times when we are in entrepreneurship and we're sharing our magic and doing our thing, a lot of the times we want to do the right thing. And we're so afraid of doing the wrong thing that we tend to copy or we tend to value other people more than the value that we bring to our own teachings and our own time and our own energy. So it has been for me a journey and so refreshing because it was more and more and more nowadays that I understand we are our own brand and we are our own niche. And the more and more we allow ourselves to, the way I say it, it's like to sit in the throne of that authenticity that we are, the easier it is because then we don't have to try to be anybody else. We don't have to try to create anything that is outside of ourselves. We already have everything 
is just the value. It starts from us. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with that. In my work with women entrepreneurs, I think often it's the challenge in monetizing our gifts is so different than what we expect. So when you think about building a, like a more traditional business, you think about like the sales and marketing being a like a challenge, so to speak, and kind of like building out the fulfillment and things like that. When we're actually in alignment with our gifts and monetizing them, like there's an effortlessness around around the fulfillment, like the ways that we interact with clients, what we do, and people naturally want to come to us. Typically they see us as an expert in that thing. And so the place that I see it get sticky is around assigning a value to those gifts. And I think that what comes inherently to us, we tend to undervalue like, oh, anyone can do that. Just because it comes so easy to us. So yeah. it's like, well, there's no value to it. But the thing that we're missing is that what comes so easy to me doesn't come so easy to other people. I think one of the biggest things that made me realize, wait a minute, like this is a little different, is that I thought that everybody was into spirituality the way I was. I thought everybody mm. wanted to be a shaman and everybody wanted to be a witch and everybody wanted to be magical and everybody wanted to do energy work. And I was like, oh my God, this is saturated. Right. <laughs> like there's no space for me because everybody, Every single civilian of this world wants to be what I want to be because I thought that, of course, I want to be that. So everybody wants to be that. And the truth is not at all. Yeah. Like not at all. Yeah. There that's is such a good like, point. Yes. So then that's the thing is like, not everybody's into the things that we're into. Not everybody is doing the research about the things that we're doing research about. Not everybody's learning the things that we're learning. Not everybody is waking up every day, having our lives. So we are so unique with what we bring bring to the table. Yeah. Like echo chambers, right? Where because we're into things, we tend to like seek out leaders in those spaces. We naturally attract other humans that are into it. And then pretty soon our social media feeds and are like full of people talking about this thing. And it feels like, as you mentioned, saturated <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when really there's a whole world out there. There is a whole world out there. When I notice that, it's like I go into my friends like Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and they're like their world is completely different than my world. None of them are like so much into like entrepreneurship and business building and things like that. So in not even spirituality. So it's like such a different world. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Like two years ago, I pretty much didn't even know the coaching industry existed. And now I'm like, everyone's a coach. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, actually, I don't think it's really changed that much. It's just my awareness has changed. Your awareness. So definitely just to bring back to the point of our abilities being so unique and so valuable, it's because the time we spend crafting our work, crafting our art, crafting our offers. So, and not everybody's doing that. Not yeah. everybody's interested in doing what we're doing. And on top of that is the understanding that each of us bring a perspective so unique to the table and that there are things that come so naturally to us, whether it's because we have studied our whole life or because it's simply a natural gift and a natural ability that comes. But wouldn't it be really ridiculous? Like if you really shift and flip the script, wouldn't it be really ridiculous to, to try to do something that we're not good at it at all? Right. And that we've never had actually like any experience exposure to it. Like if you ask me, it would be really ridiculous for me to say, okay, well, if I were to be a doctor, then I would be worthy. And it's like, well, not in my world at all. 
No, it's so true. It's like, there is such alignment. We should be monetizing our gifts because it's great for the world on so many levels. And it's really just invitation into, in my opinion, a worthiness practice and Mm. healing any shame, guilt, things that we like stories that we have around money and why we can't charge what would actually be a very equitable energetic exchange for that. So I'm curious to dive into this with you. Like what was money like for you as a child? So for me, it was a really interesting thing because we grew up with lots of money in my family all the way until I was around eight to nine. And when I was eight to nine, there was just a little bit of chaotic things happening. And there was like a huge money influx that came through from selling a lot of properties that we had because we moved from, I lived in Colombia and we moved places because of the state of the country and things like that. So at the time, we moved places and we sold a lot of land that we owned. And so there was a lot of like type of, we already had money, but when that happened, it's like so much money came through. And it was really interesting to live through my parents with all this cash and all this like, oh my God, that's like, because it's a different thing to have wealth and invested and to have, to live a very comfortable life. And there was another thing of like cashing that out. <laughs> like, <laughs> here we go. So it was really interesting because after that, I don't think he was handled correctly. So there was a lot of spending. And after a little while, there was a lot of like, "Uh oh, so now what? Mm -hmm. So then that ended up into my parents getting a divorce and my mom going her way, my dad going his way. And then my mom having a lot of money issues and a lot of anxiety and stress and all the things that come with the lack of money and all of that. So it has been an interesting journey for me. (laughs) That's super fascinating. And so I'm curious, as you stepped into entrepreneurship and those money wounds, whatever that childhood conditioning was around money, like maybe coming and going or creating conflict. How did that show up in your business? And what were some of the things that you did to help change that story for yourself? Oh my God. So many things. One of the biggest ones that came through for me is like, I remember being so afraid of big influx of money because I was like, if it comes, I've got to spend it. And where is that money going to go? What am I going to do? And and of course I wouldn't trust myself with that influx of money. So I was really afraid of like big influx of money and what that would feel. So I was like, what if I was talking to my partner saying, what if our relationship changed? What if I want different things? What if we need to invest? What do we need to move? What if all these things? So one of the biggest things that brought me to the awareness of these beliefs was one day, I remember this so clearly, my partner was taking a shower and I come to the bathroom and I was like, I just need to ask you a question (laughs) right now. (laughs) And I was like, it's right now. So listen to this right here. What if we make a million dollars right now? He just keeps rubbing the soap and just like, "Uh uh-huh. I was like, no, seriously, what if we make a million dollars right now? And he was like, "Uh uh-huh, where are you going with this? And I was like, no, but seriously, like, oh my God, what if we make a million dollars or not? Like my business has the potential to make a million dollars. And he's like, okay, so, so what? And I was like, oh, wait, we're in different frequencies here. Because to me, when I think about making a million dollars, I think about, holy, I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to change who I am. I need to buy these things. I need to invest these things. I need to move the money. Like we need to buy cars and purses and apartments and travel. Like for me, it's like, whoa, there's a lot of change. And for him, it's like, we can just have an account if we want to do something about it tomorrow or the day after. And I was like, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> like, wait, that's an option. Exactly. I was like, or what world have I been living in? Yeah. So it was really understanding that as I grew up, for me, money meant because of that time in my life meant chaos, instability, changes, rushed decisions. So that was one of the biggest things that I have reprogrammed within my system, the understanding that money can come in and I don't need to be an expert in money. I don't need to know what to do with the money. The money doesn't need to go anywhere. I can suck the money and then figure it out on my own way. That's the biggest ones that I have moved through is the understanding that I can be safe and I don't need to move and I don't need to change as the money flows around me or stays with me. Yeah, I love that story. I think one of the things that it speaks to you actually is like the mission of this podcast, which is people talking about money. Because it's not until we say things out loud that it can be processed and like reflected back to us in a different way, right? Like it seemed totally normal to you until you talk to your partner about it. And then basically what he was doing was essentially holding up a mirror for you to let you see that like a lot of the emotion and fears and concerns that you had around it were not just standard, normal. When things are conditioned, in childhood, we think that it's like the way it's just normal. It's just the the way way it is. And because money is so taboo, And Mm -hmm. we often don't have a lot of these big money existential conversations with others. These limiting beliefs just continue to swirl around in our mind like unquestioned. And I remember within my own exposure or talk about money, I remember the resistance from my family when that happened. So my business and the way I teach now, because I used to be a yoga teacher for many, many years, and then I moved my entire business online before, right before the pandemic because I had guidance for my spiritual team that that was what needed to happen, even though I had no idea that the pandemic was coming. But so right before then, I created the business that I have today. But as I created it, I noticed, especially with my communication with divine, the need of the talk about money and what it means and what truly is, because it's not about the money, it's about who we are, because money shows us so much about who we are and our conditions and how what we've been believing and what we allow ourselves to be or not to be. So I remember like within six months or eight months, started talking a little bit about money. And I don't necessarily, I don't consider myself a money coach at all, but I do have a program that's called Soul Abundance that talks about the energetics of money and the understandings of the quantum field. And when I launched that program, I started talking about my own journey with money and not having a lot of money as I grew, like after whatever I just said, in my own struggles with money. And especially as a yoga teacher, because like I wasn't making that much money, all of the things. And as I started sharing that story, I remember an aunt of mine calling me, I need to talk to you very, very seriously. Like, okay. And then she said, okay, so I love what you do. All this spirituality things, all this talk about angels. I love it. But one thing is to talk about spirituality and then this money talk. No, this money talk. It's just not, no, like it's very cheap and it's very, I can't even remember the word that she was talking about, but she was making it like a lower vibration. Nobody talks about money. That's very cheap to talk about it kind of like no yeah and I remember of course I took a step back and I said wow I don't want to sound like all of a sudden I'm just money 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 because in my family we don't talk that much about money even though money is always there in everybody's lives every single minute of our lives we don't really talk about the way we relate with it anyway so I did take a step back because of that but then of course I did my own work on what that meant and what I actually wanted like in which way I wanted to talk about it and why I I was actually talking about it. But 
I felt the resistance from my family because they were like, no, you're spiritual and your spiritual people do not talk about money. That's very like, no, no. Yeah. We are so afraid, right? Of like the judgments of friends and family of feeling like our belonging is at risk. And so, yeah, the courage that it takes to start talking about money. And then sometimes the things that that opens up allows us to further examine, like, where's the conditioning, right? Like that when you're talking too much about money, it means that that's all you're into. Or Mm. if you talk too much about money, it means that you're like nouveau riche. Like it's only like the new money people that talk about it. The old money people, we don't talk about it. We just have it. And all kinds of conditioning comes up. And so I think it's such a powerful reclamation when we can see it as conditioning. I think about food and it's like food and money are not that different. They're both a resource that's really required for our survival. They're both something where we want more of it or higher quality. We want to have great experiences with it. And with food, we talk about it all the time. We talk about what we're going to have tonight for dinner. We'll plan a dinner for next week. We'll connect over food. We'll share recipes. And yet with money, it's like, oh, but we don't talk about that. And why? Exactly. But I think what I have come to realize about the reason why we don't talk about money, it's because money is the shadow of the collective. So the money or money in general has the potential to make us great, meaning to give us the resources to create incredible things in the world, but just equally has the potential to show our deepest, darkest desires and also create just as the opposite, really horrible things because there's so much power. Not the money has a power because what we've forgotten is money doesn't have power. Money doesn't say I go here or I go there. We say it goes here and it goes there. But because we believe that giving ourselves that kind of power can reveal so much about who we truly are, that's a lot of shadow to be revealed. So if we talk about our beliefs around money, we will know so much about who we truly are that that's scary on its own. Yeah. And you bring up something so interesting, right? Which is these sneaky ways that there's resistance both to money, but also just to like our soul's evolution. And though our brain is like so sophisticated in all of the different ways that it keeps us safe. So it's like, well, if we don't talk about money, if we don't go there, if we don't go after big money, then we're safe Mm because we just stay in the status quo. And this is so good because talking about this, I hope that I can articulate this well, because I still yet haven't been able to really put into words the kind of experience that I'm moving through in this moment. And it's all about safety. So I live in Sweden with my partner and we live in a very small apartment, actually. We've been wanting to move, but I've been doing investments in my business. So we haven't yet moved to a bigger place. And during this winter, I'm from Colombia and I lived in Miami and I lived in LA and I live in many, many like super sunny places. So for me, the winters in Sweden are quite tough. And this is my third winter in a row in Sweden. And I feel like, oh my goodness, I really need a break from the darkness and from this to have my energy back and to continue to create and build business that I'm building. So I've decided that I wanted to spend the first three months of the year of 2022 in Miami. So you want to spend it in Miami? Yes, I want to spend it in Miami. And I want to spend it in Miami. I have most of my family and most of my friends because I went to high school here and all the things. So I wanted to, I had this 
vision about this beautiful apartment by the beach, which an incredible view and the building, it's kind of like a resort. So you have all the amenities and all the things. And I was like, this is going to be so great. And I'm going to be there for three months and it's going to be so magical. And of course I manifested the apartment, exact apartment that I wanted, the exact price that I wanted, the exact experience that I wanted. And here I am. So I come here in this apartment that I have now for three months that it's beautiful and it's everything that I wanted and all the things. And the first two weeks or so, I feel like I cannot relax. I feel like so much pressure to enjoy this because this is not going to happen again, probably because I did this and this is just like borrowed. And also, so it was pressure of like enjoying it, but who can enjoy things when there's pressure to enjoy because you're afraid hey, that it's going to go away. Right? Enjoy so- it extra or else. <laughs> now. So anyway, I was just like, oh my gosh, so much pressure. And I've noticed that within those two weeks, something else was happening in my brain. What was happening? What was happening was that I was already Instead of holding the vision of this being my reality now, which it is, this is the kind of business that I have. This is the kind of money that I have. This is what the things that I can do, like everything. But instead of holding that and the next step of my business, that my business right now, it's like into definitely a new level, like legitimately another level. So instead of holding that vibration, I was slowly and gently and very sneakily starting to trickle down to the smallest I could make myself. So I started thinking, well, if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to go back to my little apartment with my my partner, we can stay in that little apartment as long as we can because we own that apartment. So we don't need to pay anything there. If I don't sell anything else, then it's okay because I can maybe I have like a lot of team members right now. So maybe I don't need them all. Like I just started to like literally like trim down my business, my accounts, like everything in my mind Yeah. saying if this doesn't work. So I started just literally, even though I was in this reality physically, my body and my mind felt more comfortable in my old life than he felt here, even though this is way more comfortable. (laughs) Well, and also just reconnecting with the story that you shared earlier, to me feels like your body was having a trauma response around an upper limit, right? So it's like your old story is that when things get really good, when they're at their peak, that's when everything is about to crumble. Exactly. And so your brain was like, okay, well, let's make a plan for the crumbling and the undoing, and let's make sure that you'll be safe with that. And on that, it's how we are no longer a match. It's how we start to mess up the quantum vibration, mess up the energetics, mess up everything. So I literally had two weeks where nothing came through because that vibration was responding to what my body was then a vibration of. And all of this to me is so fascinating because things can shift in an instant. I remember sitting in the balcony, watching sunrise in the same apartment two and a half weeks after all of this is happening. While it's happening, all that I'm doing this whole time, I was regulating my nervous system because I knew that there was a lot of change. I wasn't really necessarily aware of the pattern until I was. But what I was doing was regulating the nervous system because it was a lot of change. And one morning I woke up, I went to see the sunrise outside in the balcony. I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I'm in connection with divine and they're showing me this pattern in images. And I was like blown away. I was like, oh my God. And then in that moment,
moment, I remember coming inside and by guidance, they're like, you've got to shift that energy and start to ask for what you really want and what you're ready for in this moment. And I remember making a voice note. I'm never going to forget this, making a voice note on my phone about what I was available for. And I just went on. I'm available for this and I'm available for that. And I'm available for this and I'm not available for that anymore, but I'm available for this and I'm available for this. And I just went on a ram for about 20, 25 minutes. And I literally felt like I was wearing a different body in that moment. And since that moment, it was like a different lens, different set of eyes. The next day, client comes and ideas come in. I have shifted the entire structure of my business, which is insane in the last two weeks for a whole new way of allowing that next level that I was talking about to actually come through. I love that. And I love the specificity in which you shared the story, because I think often when we're receiving guidance from our higher self and our spirit team and everything, we attach an expectation to what will happen on the other side of it. Right. So it was like this idea of going to Miami for three months and it felt so good and it felt so aligned and it felt like my higher self is leading me there. Great. And so then we think that when we follow this guidance, everything is just going to immediately like the skies are opening Mm -hmm. and it's going to be amazing. And it's like, however, our Mm -hmm. higher self wants our growth and evolution. And so in order for you to be a match for that next level, you had to go through the dysregulated nervous system, the two weeks of feeling like I in lack and I've got to enjoy this extra. And why do I not feel very comfortable here? And why am I? fantasizing about everything going to shit in my life and business in order for you to like see and heal that old pattern, which is not resonant with this next level version of you. And so of course, then all of the great ideas do get to come in. And now there's like these new clients and there is this massive up level, but we often think that we'll just follow the divine guidance and we'll just get the new clients and get everything with trauma healing and Mm -hmm. the shadow side of the up level. Yeah. And actually, I literally just gave a masterclass on this about awaken your soul about the understanding of how the messages and the divine guidance comes through. Like it's not linear. We don't understand it until we do. And the thing is, understanding that we are being led in the highest path. And one of the biggest codes about the masterclass that I was teaching was one of the sabotage patterns that we have regarding is it my intuition? Is it my ego? Is it my soul? Is it my divine? team is that we believe that unless it feels good, it's not our soul's path. It's not our divine guidance. And it's like, wait a minute, like your soul wants you to be at your highest. Your soul wants you to be outside of your comfort zone. But you're saying that unless he takes you through your comfort, it's not your soul. Like it makes absolutely no sense. And it's not to say that it's a horrible, horrific path, right? Because we will be safe. Like our soul will never ask to jump out of a window. It's never something that is outside of our safety, but it is outside of our comfort. And a lot of the times, the reason why we have dreams, it's because if we didn't have that dream, we wouldn't go there. Like if I didn't think that coming to Miami was magic and that dream that a lot of the times, especially talking about money, I usually tell my clients, it's not about the number. The number is like insensitive. It's like the future saying, you can do this. So it's about what the number activates in us, what Miami activated in me. 
then I took the path. In that transition, in that process, in that evolution, we are going to move through so many things that we will not understand it until we do. 100%. It's like you feel this little whisper, this idea around like pricing something at a price that you've never done before. And so you go with it and you put it out there and then no one buys it. And it's like, I don't understand. I was following my intuition and I put the price Mm -hmm. out there. And it's like, yes. And did you get to experience what it was like to be the person that put that price out there? And is there a piece that needs to be healed around rejection or nobody is listening to me or I'm insignificant? It's like just by following the intuition, it doesn't mean that we're going to get the outcome we think, which is like, oh, I followed the whisper. So I'm going to get a client at this new price eventually. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's healing the thing that needs to be healed. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we will get there and even get more than we didn't even know was possible. A lot of the people, when they say, I want a 50K month, I want a 100K month, usually they go past it. When they do, they go past it. So it's not even like you will get it, but you can bypass what that number activates in you, what that number requires from you, the healing necessary for you to hold that frequency. So let's talk a little bit about numbers. I always think this is really fun for everyone listening to just experience your journey through the lens of money. So you were trading time for dollars as a yoga teacher. Then you Mm -hmm. started your business. If you just want to sort of say like your annual earnings or any big financial milestone that we can kind of get a sense of how it's been for you. Sure. And I actually have a really fun story about this. So I remember as a yoga teacher at the time, I was making around 2000 a month. That was what I was making. And I remember I started to just have many ideas of not just teaching a yoga class, but I wanted, I really love holding a space for people. And I have a way of making people feel they're safe to experience the full range of who they are. So it is really normal that in my classes, people will have really big spiritual awakenings. They will cry cry, they will feel a lot of things, they will find themselves. So I started to create this workshops that were called Shaktihood workshops that were two-hour workshops that will go a little bit deeper into that integration of what they were experiencing in my yoga classes. And at the time, I also had been to Bali to work with many shamans and healers and energy workers. And I had started doing energy work, like one-on-one sessions. So I just started adding on to just the one-on-one yoga classes. And I started adding the one-on-one sessions and the workshops. And I remember when I got the idea of starting my business, I was guided to do talking about messages from the universe to quit half of my yoga classes. And I was full-time yoga teacher at the time. In one class, it was just like that. Half of the classes, drop them because you need a space for what's coming. What the heck is coming? I don't know. I was like, what? So then I remember that in that moment, I said, okay, but I am not willing to cut my earnings. So I will still make 2000 a month, even if I drop half of my classes. I don't know how. That's my vibration. That's what I'm available for. And I went off the grid, which is usually how people get to know me and how people find my classes and all the things. I went off social media completely for three months as I was guided to do so by divine guidance. At the end of the three months, I seriously look back at my statements and I was making 2000 even though I had quit half of my yoga classes. And even though I wasn't even promoting myself on marketing because I was not on social media at all. How that happened, I have no idea. But I was that was my vibrational match. So when that happened, I launched my business in November 2019. That was the first launch that I put together for a program that was starting on January 2020, which right before the pandemic. And in that first launch, I made $17,000. And I was like, what? 
the heck is going on? So that was like a huge jump on my income. And I loved working with people. I loved online teachings in that world. And I was just guided towards it. And I loved it. And ever since the first year, we were like, I don't know, 2,000, 3,000 away from six figures. And the second year of my business, we made multiple six figures. And here we are in the third one. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Well, and you've had what, $40,000 a month, maybe more. I don't know. So our biggest sales month has been 50,000. And on cash months, we have been really close to 30. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I love for people to just see the growth and how long it took. You know, there's so many different examples. Some people hit it big right away. For some people, it's slow and steady. Here's the thing about that too, that even though I've had six figures and multiple six figure years, and I had a really, really, really big success from the very beginning, I've had months where I make 1K or 2K or 3K, especially the first year. And especially because I am inconsistent in human design, I I'm a reflector. So I don't have the energy of always being on and always being on a launch. So that has been one of the biggest learning curves of my energy and how it work because I cannot be on all the time. And I have periods that I need to be in hibernation because those is when I actually recharge for what's next in the business. So understanding that even though I've had a lot of great success in my business, I've had a very low months and that means absolutely nothing because the next month I come in and there is a lot of money coming through. So it's still a learning curve for me to understand those waves of money. But whether it happened right away or it didn't, I usually never make a lot of meaning around whatever happened that month or didn't. Because I, for me, I'm in a different calendar than a month. I love that you bring that up. And our mentor, Melanie, talks about that, like up and down on the way up. I think that's true for so many of our businesses, is that when you look from month to month, it feels zigzaggy or crazy. a yo-yo. It's hard to make sense of it. But then when you zoom out, it's like the trend is still up, up, Mm -hmm. up, up. So can we feel good about that? Can we continue to be a vibrational match for more and let go of the need for it to happen within a 30-day calendar month? Exactly. And is that understanding? I mean, the first year we did incredible and I had no expectations. And then the next year we doubled it, even though we had months. I remember, especially towards the summer of 2021, I had this personal time in my life where I would just want it to be by myself. I didn't want it to be on camera. I didn't want it to be teaching. I just wanted to be with my own energy. And we still doubled the business, even though I had months where I barely worked. Yeah. Not amazing. Ah, I love that. Incredible. So I also think it's that understanding of like, once we were a match for something, we are a match for it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of the times can keep us like zigzagging is the understanding that like, when we become a match of something, then we are able to tap into that vibration, hold it. And when we don't, like I just had my story about when I wasn't holding what I was already a match for then we become a match for something else. It's so true. Like using the evidence in our favor. Like, well, if I've done it once, I'm a match for it, period. Exactly. Yeah. So you put out so much incredible content. You have an amazing podcast, a beautiful social media feed. I know that people listening here are going to want to connect with you directly. Can you share like some of your favorite places to connect with people? Absolutely. I'm usually on Instagram the most. So in my Instagram, it's I am Daniela Arango. And I usually put out a lot of content and a lot of incredible information. My podcast is amazing and Emily has been in it. So you should go and, and listen to our episode. And also I have 
a free meditation that I want to share with all of you. So that you just experience a little bit of my energy. I feel like a lot of the feedback that I get about my energy is that it's an experience. So I love just giving people that activation of being in my energy. And this is a beautiful meditation that I recorded in the portal of February 22nd, 2022. <laughs> quite intense and quite beautiful. And there's a meditation to clear and to recharge into our fullest potential and fullest power. So remember we truly are. And that's, I will leave that in show notes for some of you that want to connect in that way, but find me on Instagram. And if you're coming from Emily podcast, make sure that you say that you're coming from it. I would love to hear from you. And it has been a pleasure to have a conversation with you. I love you so much, Emily. And it's been such an honor. I love you so much as well. I'm so excited for everyone to connect with you. And thank you for the gift of the 222 meditation. I'm going to take you up on that as well. I love your guided meditations. So any last words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience? I feel like one of the things that we've got to remember, it's like, it's the journey of discovering and it's a journey that even the lows teach us so much. And even lows are beautiful and the highs are too. So just the understanding of like, when it comes to money, it's not about getting somewhere. It's about really seeing that evolution as evidence of everything that we've collected, the memories that we've created, the person that we continue to become that is unlimited in potential. Thank you so much for that gift. And thank you to everyone listening. If this episode has landed with you, comment, tag Daniela and I on social media and let us know what the key takeaway was. And we would love to connect with you there. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Changing the way we think, feel, and talk about money will change the world. I truly believe that. It starts with you tuning in and it spreads when you share this show on Instagram and Facebook and tag me at mmakesmoney. And you know what moves the needle the most? Taking just a minute to leave a five-star review on iTunes. This show isn't free to produce, so let's multiply those dollars invested to help this show reach a bigger audience each week so much for your help. I really appreciate it. And lastly, if you want more connection, more M makes money style riffs and a safe place on the internet to talk about money, jump into my free Facebook group, the money club. It's linked in the show notes until next time. I'm wishing you health, happiness, and boatloads of money.